Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Two Men No Hope. And as you can see, for this occasion, I have my uh, my Two Men No Hope T-shirt on. One of the two designs that we've got. Jamie's also got a design for his as well that he's not wearing at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you, everyone, for emailing in. Great response, and it's going to be an absolutely wicked episode with um, with who we've got on. And um, before I pass you over to Jamie to introduce the guest, uh, please like, uh, subscribe, leave them stars, keep emailing in. It was, today was amazing. Every time I looked at my phone, there was an email. So once again, really appreciate it. And uh, do you want to tell who we've got today, Jamie, on the podcast? Yeah, just a thank you from me as well, guys, for that. Um, today we've got Brian on. Um, he works with uh, the likes of TESD, and he's also got his own podcast, which is called Review in History, which we've been listening to, me and Dan, over the last week, and it's really good, and we think this guy would be a good fit for us guys, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it was definitely, <laughs> their chat at the beginning was definitely similar to our chat, oh, it, made, it was making me laugh, like that same sort of feeling of being at the bar with your mates. Yeah. That's what you and they're just hear, sort of it? like ragging on each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Uh, we've in- done the intro separately just so when he comes on we can just get straight into it. So I hope you enjoy the episode. The next time you uh, hear me and Jamie or see me and Jamie if you're watching YouTube, we'll be with our guest. And uh, let us know if you like it and we'll carry on and we'll find other people to jump on. Yeah, yeah. So enjoy, guys. Well, welcome, Brian, man. Glad to have you here. Welcome to Two Men No Hope. How's it going, Daniel? Thanks for having me. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Feels so fake, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the first American to uh, jump onto the show? Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to plant the flag and represent the USA. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had our our mate that was from here. He lives in Canada. But he just has like this crazy accent of Irish, Canadian. It's mixed. Okay, yeah, big that's time. weird. I mean, they they love their whiskey up in Canada too, you know. So I'm sure he's right at home. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 for sure. But um, I was listening to your um, your podcast, uh, reviewing history today. Yes, you were. Which one? I was listening to the. Um, Oh, was it the Untouchables one? You were talking about you went to a bachelor party and there was a rat. So, yeah. At one of my co-hosts, we went to his bachelor party. And while we were there, like, we're checking out the Airbnb and all this. And we find a dead fucking rat in the Airbnb. <laughs> and we spent the whole time, like, fighting with the host. We're like, give us our money back. You know, this is ridiculous. And blah, blah, blah. We, we end up staying the whole weekend with this fucking dead ratting, rotting rat. And, you know, eventually we, we get back and I'm the only person that gets sick. I had such a bad fucking virus the next week. Oh. I was completely behind on all my work. I was like bedridden. At one point I had a fever that was like almost 106. Like I was Fuck. fucked up with this virus. Jeez. Oh, I can curse on this. Right? Yeah, 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 go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Swear we like. Say whatever you want, mate. 
Just checking. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that you... made me laugh because all your your mates were taking the piss and I was like, doing my washing up. <laughs> and I was just laughing a lot. <laughs> now, it's a really good concept you got. And the, the dynamic between you guys is really good. Thank you. Yeah, so me and Steve... Uh, one of my co-hosts, we've been friends since we were, you know, like three years old. We've known each other our whole lives. And, like, if I get a job somewhere, I always find a way to finagle and work him in. So, like, I got a job <laughs> as a teacher. And then, like, they were like, we need a teacher that can do computer programming. I was like, I got a guy. And I went and I was like, like I really don't kind of want to do this. I was like, yeah, you do. Come on. And he works at my school now. And Anthony, you know, we we became friends after working at a restaurant in 2006 so we've been friends a long time too and like we're big talk radio people like we used to listen to opie and anthony together and like we would just play video games opie and anthony uh was an american like radio show that lasted a long time here i don't know if you guys know them or whatever i I recognize the name but i don't recognize uh they they were huge so like you you guys have heard of howard stern yeah yeah Uh uh-huh they're like they were like his main competitor in like the late nineties to like the mid two thousands. So like he was on Sirius Satellite Radio, they were on XM. And, you know, they were they competed against each other. Oh. And we would listen to them all the time and like just like the way they spoke and like that sharp banter, we kind of took that ourselves and that's just naturally how we are. So mm. we had a podcast years ago and it lasted a little over a hundred episodes and eventually it just became a thing where it was like, I, we just didn't meet that much. It wasn't consistent. And like, we were just sick of talking about politics and it was like, all right, this needs to die. And we killed it and it just died. And you know, no one thought about podcasts and we all went off, we did our own thing. And then last year around January, I was like, I need to podcast again. Like, I love podcasting. Clearly, I love talking. I think you guys have said like, <laughs> But I love talking. I love podcasting. And I was like, let's do a show. And, like, what can I do with my friends that we don't have to touch politics at all? We could still be funny and it could still be guided. So, normally, the route people would go is they would do modern pop culture bullshit, right? Yeah, and yeah. You watch modern movies or TV and talk about that. My friends are dicks, and they hate everything new. Or like, if it came out before they were like fifteen years old, they hate it. They won't watch it. Like they won't. They haven't seen like any of the Marvel movies, any of the DC movies. They hate all the Star Wars. They hate all the Star Trek. They hate modern TV. They hate anything modern. So it's like, okay, well, I can't do a show about that because they hate it automatically. And I was like, well, the only – they don't like sports because I would love to do a sports show. I'm a big sports fan. You know, I'm obsessed with sports. And fucking they don't like that either. And I'm like, okay, well, what else? I don't drink. They're fucking – you know, they drink. <laughs> I was like, what else can I do? So can't do a booze show. I was like, we like history. Let's do a history show. And we'll each bring a historical topic to the table. And we'll riff on it and talk about it. And I was like – we could make it historical and mix it with comedy and we'll do that together. And basically we were going to do that. We were set to record a pilot and Anthony was like, Hey, why don't we do it about movies? And I was like, it's not a bad idea. And it was already in the back of my head because I have this thing where when I plan stuff, I always think about what it could be eventually. And like, I do work for the tell Steve Dave Patreon 
So I look at them and I'm like, man, if this show ever became something, we could do a Patreon show where we do historical movies. And that's already in the back of my mind. And like, trust me, I still have tons of ideas if we ever got big. What we do on <laughs> That's exactly like, like what I'm like. <laughs> it sucks when you can't do them all, but it worked out where Anthony was like, let's do the movie one. So we did The Patriot, which I'm sorry, Brits. Um, <laughs> we did that as a pilot. Um, and we all love that movie and we spoke about the real history in it and after that you know we mixed it and we were like well what if we did three movies and then a pick episode so we kind of get the best of both worlds with formats and the the pick episodes are not as structured so it still allows us to you know we have to tell some history stuff but we like to talk about personal stories and get funny and we can tell funny shit that happened to us Mm. So that's always fun when we get to do that. Oh yeah, no, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, there's a good mix. Thank you, thank you. We we try, you know, we try to educate you as we're making like jokes about gay prison rape and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally just well, not the gay prison rape, but uh, I was literally just about to say the mix with jokes is what kept me interesting when I was listening. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we it's a it's a tough tightrope to walk to be like. Here's Johnny Appleseed. You know, he planted a bunch of trees in America. And also, you know, uh, he may have been a fruit. You know, he was never married. And, you know, and you have to play with it. (laughs) Yeah, stuff like that. So it's fun. Yeah, there was a bit at the beginning of the episode I was listening to where they were talking about Italians. And uh, I I can't repeat it, but that made me laugh. Well, yeah, they're Italian, so we open a couple of the past episodes, which for some reason we just had a bunch of Italians, and we had Italian slurs going on in there, yeah. so, you know, they're able to say it, and, you know, I don't like to be PC, but we have jobs we need to protect, and I'm not making money off this, where I could be like, we can say what we want, plant your flag, boys, yeah. so, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's their word, so they can say it, you know, so, yeah. Well, do, you um, find you, do you find yourself cutting a lot out of the episodes because of oh trying my to God. stay PC? I cut, out, I cut out so much shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, I cut out something today, which um, which I'll allude to here, and you, you and your guests can piece together why it was cut. So, um, so me and Steve are teachers, and our Anthony, our co-host just uh, flatly at one point, based on almost nothing, just turns to Steve and goes, you're a P-A blank, and it ends with an O. You know? <laughs> well, out of nowhere, it's like, like it's funny, and we all laughed, but when you have this job, it's like, all it takes is one fucking parent to hear that, and like, they're like, well, he's not finding it funny, and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, yeah. You know, we're better off just cutting it. Stay safe. Keep our jobs. No one needs to lose their home. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it must be hard to balance, like especially yeah, being a teacher. Like so fucking funny. And you know what we did? Um, one episode that we that I love. It's one of my favorites. We did um forty two, which is the Jackie Robinson story. The first uh, black, the first African American player to play in Major League Baseball after the color barrier was instituted, right? So 
for people that don't know, I don't know if this happened in soccer or football for you guys, but was there a ban on like black people playing in like your leagues? As far as I know, yeah. no, but it it was a big well, thing. We didn't have any. We didn't have slavery here, so really. <laughs> but um, so in that movie, there's a scene where Alan Tudyk drops the N bomb. No joke, has to be like a hundred fucking times. And it's like, okay, well, how do we joke about this? And we made the racist jokes, but we did it, like, coming out of Alan Tudyk's character's mouth. So we figured we could play with stuff as long as we're accusing other people of doing horrible shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you essentially did the Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. That's basically what you've done. (laughs) Another guy, so we got away with it a bit more, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. That's brilliant. So, like, um, I was thinking when we were do- we spoke a little bit on Zoom, and as we were leaving, you made a dick joke. Oh. So I was thinking to myself, we'll um, we'll start off strong. I had a, a business idea because I was on YouTube okay. watching weird stuff, and I was like, uh, I said to Jamie, I was like, could try and get some funding from you guys. So I was watching this YouTube video. I watch a lot of stuff about like Japan because they're weird over there. They gadgets and and um but the one just threw me off right so um you know boba is it boba like uh bubble tea oh yeah yeah yep so it it looks like um a takeaway cup and it looks like boba in it but it's actually a fleshlight (laughs) oh Oh, this is a good disguise (laughs) but like there was where the fuck you were going with that i was like what is he talking about (laughs) But when you take the top off, there's just a hole. There's not. It's, 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 will guys fuck anything? Like it just—it's literally just silicone with a hole in it. Oh, and I just like, yeah, like a proper fresh light. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean that's yeah, that's handy. You know, I mean you're on the train, you're bored, you don't want people to know your train exits. You're like, you know, there's no one on this stop for like 20 minutes. There's a homeless guy taking a shit in the train next to you. <laughs> out real quick and I'll be happy when I get home and I can take care of business exactly I would totally invest in this so I was thinking I was like so why isn't there like a fruit and veg section of the uh, of the fleshlight industry you got bananas you got eggplants that that all fits you can hide it in plain sight in the fruit bowl in the salad drawer of your fridge (laughs) well so the problem with that is that it's cold, right? Yeah, that's what so, I was thinking, yeah. You don't, you don't want it cold. We need, like, somewhere warm. Like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, a nice warm spot, you know? Like, not your oven. Uh, microwave is too weird. Like, if it was, like, a, <laughs> in the summer, you put it on your windowsill, like, maybe in a pot of flowers, let the sun <laughs> beat on it, it gets it nice and warm, room temp. <laughs> and then, you know, you take it and you do what you got to do, and you have fun. I think the fruit bowl works. That's on your dining room table. It's near the window. That's a perfect spot too. It blends right in. Yeah, yeah. The, for the Japanese, the you've got open as well, couldn't you? You've got grapes. It's small enough for them, isn't it? <laughs> the grapes are actually anal beads. Oh, shit, I shouldn't even think of that. Yeah, because they're all tied together. So you bunch exactly. them up like magnets. So you yeah. Brian, Brian's it. branching out now. He's branching out. Oh, we're standing the line. Yeah, we have a full yeah. line. 
That's why I thought I'd bring the business idea on here. Like three minds are better than one. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm an American, so we know I'm a hardcore capitalist. So anything I can do to make I'm like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> it just made me laugh that there was no, like, you didn't take the lid off, and there was like a vagina or anything like that. It was literally just a hole. And not even like a very well one. It was just someone's just got a drill and drilled into it. And you're like, I'd do it. Why not? <laughs> it's a lazy, it's a lazy flashlight. It's kind of like, um, you know, like a loose woman, like you, you're going to do it, but you, it's like, man, I really wish this girl like hadn't fucked like 300 guys before. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, you're going to do it. That's like the flashlight equivalent. It's just a lazy hole. <laughs> that's true I didn't even think about that but it is isn't it <laughs> you're in the kitchen you just keep it in your cupboard and you're like oh I forgot about that quick go put it back in the cupboard uh, in the kitchen am I the, the only one that's weirded out by it being in the kitchen well I'm I mean, a single guy you never know when you're gonna like you know have to get one out so yeah that's true <laughs> that's true but then a flashlight doesn't look like a flashlight. Like, if I had that in my bedroom on the side of the table, no one's going to be like, oh, he's got that in case the power goes out. You know what that is exactly. But this looked like boba. I, I mean, the boba's a nice disguise. I had one for years, and I kept it, like, on display in my, you know, it had a lid on it. I kept it classy. I didn't have to freak out. I'm not an animal, guys. But I had it out. And it just looked like a weird, like, cylinder thing. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. No one would think it's a flashlight, but you would have to go, like, what is that? And then, like, oh, let me show you. And it's like, you unscrew it. It's like, this is what I fuck when I'm bored. <laughs> 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 they know as well that guys haven't got time to unscrew it because it's got, like, one turn and it pops off. It's like, that's for <laughs> that's, speed. <laughs> yeah. Efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> Efficiency. Yeah, that's like, oh shit, I'm losing it. Let me just pop this out and, you know, go to town. <laughs> I'll tell you a story real quick. So, um, when we were uh, six, no, younger, we were like 16, 17, me and a bunch of my friends, you know, we've had some friends that were older, and one person gave someone money, and he was like, buy me like a pocket pussy. This is before Fleshlight was a brand. And it was like a little pussy, like a, like a fucking portable one and it had this like um this vibrator in it. so it was like a vibrating pocket pussy and like they gave it to him and i remember he went into the woods to fuck it and like we came out and we were like how how was that and he's like oh it was great he got poison ivy all over his legs <laughs> walls his dick everything because he sat in fucking poison ivy fucking his pocket pussy <laughs> I couldn't even imagine what that looks like because it. How could it be a pocket? Like, is it like a? Is it go straight through? It doesn't go straight through. It's like probably like let's say it's like this this wide, you know? Okay. As far as depth, like it's not it's not big. It's not getting the whole thing in, but it has enough. And there's like a little vibrating sleeve there, so it would go like this, I guess, and you know. <laughs> It's vibrating and you're in there and you're a horny like teenager, it does the job. But listeners, if you're gonna fuck a pocket pussy, in the woods specifically, make sure there's no poison ivy check. I'm sure there's some sort of rhyme or website. And, you know, be, be safe and responsible when you're using your pocket pussy. <laughs> All I can imagine is like a woman walking her dog and just watching this fucking teenage boy from a distance, haven't they? <laughs> 
<laughs> going to town on a fucking pocket pussy. <laughs> I love that we're 20 minutes in and we've always spoke, already spoke about dick. I think that's a record from the... <laughs> Whoa, I'm, I'm happy that I brought the bar lower. I love lowering. The bar. No, that was great. That was fully on par with our stories. That was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So um, you will find out from the emails that we get from the listeners that uh, this is very oh, yeah. much the tone, got... <laughs> the tone that's of the whole thing. I got some belters. <laughs> I, I am very excited for the emails. I really want to. <laughs> say. So um, Jamie was at um, Oktoberfest. They do like a not obviously not the proper one. He had one down the road, but Jay, you had some Battle of Britain. You guys fucking made sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jamie would have been too drunk for that. I w- yeah, I wouldn't have made it. I barely made it through this one. I um. So what happened was before COVID, we booked to go Munich to mm-hmm. go to the real proper shindig. But obviously that didn't pan out, so we cheaped out and found one that was like thirty minutes away in a tent, <laughs> and it was it was like really put together well and really really good, but the mixture of age group and the amount of us that can't drink just uh, <laughs> went to shit pretty quickly. So it started at eleven, finished at four. We drank probably about six or seven steins each which would probably be about 12 pints of beer and um it was all like doing like the whole was dancing and doing everything that you should be doing and then but then we went we decided it would be a good idea to go to the pub afterwards so we'd all everyone's already had a skimful and i was standing outside having a smoke Wait, talking to my mates what, skimful? skimful skimful of beer so like you're absolutely rammed full of beer, basically. Yeah, you're, you're at your top, your max. Like, any more in it, it's going to go over. Yeah, we shouldn't yeah, have been you're... drinking any more, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never heard that before, so I was like, uh, you know, all right. <laughs> and um, I was standing there chatting to one of my cousins, and I'm having a beer or whatever, and all of a sudden, my uncle just fell straight down onto his own face, yeah. <laughs> He's an avid listener, so he's got to be laughing when he listens to this. And um, he cracked his head open, only a little bit. Only, but at the time, because we were drunk, it was very dramatic. So I like come over, <laughs> bearing in mind I've just finished a first aid course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I was first aid number one. <laughs> Yeah. moving everyone out of the way. <laughs> I was like, can I get some space? Can I get some space? Yeah. And I, I put pressure on his head and I was acting as though he's like, he was, it was spurting blood, but it wasn't. He was totally fine. And I was like, st- sitting there on my knees and then all of a sudden I turn around, my mum, my mum has turned up and I was like, who's his sister? I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I started like thinking I was tripping balls and I was looking up at her and I was just like, Mum, he needs to go to the hospital. And then, like, we like, ca- I like carried him to the car. And my mum took him in the car, took him straight back to home, put him to bed. And that was the drama of the day, really, after that. <laughs> then everyone kept, everyone kept congratulating me on being such a good first aider. And I was like, Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not everyone gets to, like, you know, like carry someone up and protect them after a wound especially a loved one and you get to lord that over him for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah like, i didn't think about that yeah it's very like, true i don't know how old he is 
go wait a couple years and be like, you know, you're probably getting ready to write your will. You know, remember that time you smelled, you cracked your head. You know, just remember Jamie a bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll be like. I'll just, I'll just like, I'll just show him my badge every now and then. I'll just be like, do you remember this? Do you remember this? What did you uh, go to? Like, why are you in the first aid course? Oh, literally, just saints do work. Like that, we discovered that in my area at work, there wasn't enough first aiders. So, I thought it'd be a brilliant idea to go and do it, but I didn't realise how socially awkward I am until they started getting me to like to put bandages on random people that I only met a day before. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the anxiety out of lockdowns just uh, come out of nowhere <laughs> that was a state for a couple of days but no uh, it was an eventful night I ended up getting in We, I think we were drinking from 11 I got in at 8am uh, the next morning so it was a uh, I'm yeah, too old to be drinking like that I'm way too old to be drinking like that yeah. The whole day yesterday was written off. <laughs> right, so we told everyone you were coming on, and right, uh, we told them to get their emails in. Right. So we've got we got four. Uh, we got okay. two semi sort of not serious ones, but and then we got two ridiculous ones. So we'll I'll do one or the other, so it's not can yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got this one. Uh, he wants to be. He wants to stay anonymous. Okay. And he says, uh, mine is a story you hear all the time, but I don't know what I should do. My ex keeps hitting me up for casual sex and I keep agreeing, knowing she's engaged. And all I am is a dirty secret. At first it was fun, but now I'm catching the same feelings I did when we were together. She's around mine at least once a week. And last week her fiance was away and she stayed the whole weekend. And it felt like we were in a relationship. So he doesn't know what to do. Should he confront her or should he just keep on shagging her and behind his back? All right. I'm going to tell this guy what he needs to do. <laughs> do it. And I'm, I'm not even, I'm not going to play around. I'm really not, I'm not going to tell a joke. I swear. What he needs to do is find another chick to fuck. Mm-hmm. Right? Because right now the pussy is the valuable commodity, Right. And mm-hmm. as long as he, that is his only source of pussy, which I'm assuming based on his email, especially mm-hmm. if he's catching feelings, it gives her too much stock. Now, mm-hmm. he is not her only source of dick. And also, you know she's the type of person that will cheat. So you're going to get back with her, and she's just going to cheat on you with this dude probably, you know, and end up leaving you for him anyway. So what you need to do, keep fucking her, draining your nut, work your dick in, <laughs> Don't, like, go stagnant, but go out there and try to fuck other chicks, too. Like, like try to fuck as much as you can to the point where there's someone else that you enjoy fucking enough where you're like, yeah, I'm done with, with you know, Suzanne, whatever her name is, you know? And <laughs> the fuck on. But until then, keep busting your nut. And, you know, anytime you see, like, a Facebook picture or something of her and, like, her fiancé, just be like, you're kissing her. She just blew me yesterday. You know, just take that little satisfaction. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, or, really want to be a shit star, you go to him and be like, I want to be an honorable man, and I want you to know your girl a hoe. I'm fucking her. <laughs> Blow up the whole fucking lies. With the truth, and it's actually kind of a nice thing to do, if you think about it. 
Because is, yeah. I don't know. If someone was fucking my fiance, I'm married now, but if someone had been fucking my fiance and they came to me and be like, Hey dude, I'm like tapping that ass all the time and you're just like, you know, you're eating jizzed in puss every night, I'd be like, <laughs> Thank you for telling me. I'm really not mad at you. Like, I'm never mad at a guy for like doing what, you know, our instinct is to do with fuck. Like, I'm mad at the partner who's responsible for that. So for me, I'm telling that the guy, you know, if I really wanted to blow things up, you know, I'm being honorable. And I wouldn't be mm. mad at someone if they told me personally. I'd be like, I understand. And, like, I would just sever all ties with that girl, which I know it's hard to do for a lot of people. But I, I do think that's, like, the honorable thing. Oh, it mate, I think you hit it right on the head there. Yeah, yeah. I think that was absolutely spot on. <laughs> and I would, I would do the same. I would um, keep having sex with her, and then, like you said, find someone else. Because that's the thing, yeah. Like you say, if she's the only one, that's where the feelings come from, right? Exactly. But if, so, if you got multiple, yeah. then yeah, no, absolutely, one hundred percent. See, I'm I'm on a slightly different vibe because, as you oh. know, Dan, um, when I was a, when I was a single guy. <laughs> I was a fucking psycho, so <laughs> I like there's no way I would have been able to handle like knowing that she's going back to the other geezer. So I would be like, right, it's either you finish it with him or you're with me. Yeah. Um, I'll be like, as you said, like I know that now that she's a cheater, so that would put me off, and I'll just be like, there's no one winning in that situation other than her, in it because she's getting double dick right now. She's getting like a double decker bus of dick, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh, I'd be like, winner. "Fuck that." She's yeah. the winner right now. The only way she is not the winner is if you blow up her life. Yeah, yeah, her yeah. Blue, you know, and I think and I'd like, end up doing that. I think I would end up doing that. And I, I do think that's an honorable thing, honestly, to tell the other guy. But I'm gonna beg this listener, like seriously, dude. No matter what you do, like anything if you don't tell the guy and you stop fucking or whatever do not do not get back together with her it is going to fucking ruin your life like do not do it do not do that 100 yeah but then it makes you think like how many others is she doing it with but then what creeped me out about that email is that the fiance was away and she spent the whole weekend at this guy's house who does that you know there's there's a thing with a lot of people where they just don't like being alone. And, you know, if if this girl has the opportunity to be with someone for a weekend rather than stay in a place alone, she's clearly going to take it. You know, mm. it just happens to be someone she used to date and feels comfortable around. Mm. And I think Scary, as well, man. I think as well, like she is like using the fact that he's you're, like, this listener still interested and using that to like basically get away from the boyfriend for a, a night, a week, or a day, a week, whatever she's doing, she's basically conducting like a a dating relationship with this geezer while she's still having. She wants a pie, uh, not a pie, a cake, and eat it basically. So he, mm-hmm. do you know what you should do? Block her, block her, innit? Block her. Oh, I, her. I am of the belief, one hundred percent of the time, anytime you break up with someone you immediately have to block their number, delete them on all social media. Like, if you're not doing that, you're tormenting yourself. And, like, 
Like, I, I dated a girl for a while. She was Irish. She was here as an au pair. And, you know, I fell in love and I did the whole stupid thing. And then she went up back home to Ireland. And, you know, I was crushed. And I immediately, the day when she left, I was like, okay. I, I didn't delete her on Facebook because, you know, I didn't want to look like I was, like, butthurt. But I muted her completely. Like, I've never seen anything she's posted since she's been gone. Yeah. You know? You do that otherwise you're tormenting yourself yeah you got it i completely cut off all ties with everyone um since before my wife now i completely cut off all ties with all of them otherwise i'd be psychopathic (laughs) sending i'll be sending messages at 2 a.m like like you bitch you fucking bitch (laughs) i haven't i've got in so many bad situations because i don't do that (laughs) yeah man let's do it like it feels so much better. It's like they're out of your life completely. You don't have to think about it because you're tormenting yourself enough. The last thing you need to see is like you're at home with like a bowl of mac and cheese. You're sitting there and you're up there watching The Simpsons. And like you see her out with like 10 dudes and shit. And she's like having fun. And it's like, oh my fucking God. Like it's the exact opposite situation. It's a nightmare. Like uh, put a fucking gun in my mouth. I'm so glad I have that for years. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was my serious advice. Now, now this is my ultra serious advice. What you need to do is see if they have some sort of pet, right, like a rabbit or something, and you just want to break in and put the rabbit in a boiling pot of water. Fuck it. Need a DVD of Fatal Attraction so they know what's going on, and you just need that. Fuck it. My clothes, if you want. but like i think a lot of these problems come from like social media right like they broke up back in the well i say back in the day like i'm like 50 years old but like it's so much easier now right you broke up with someone like you say if you don't block them if you're bored it's like one message on anything snapchat instagram facebook like there's so many and that's it that's all you need to do and it's like all right then yeah come around but back in the who wants to get pick up a phone and remember someone's fucking home number, put their house number in, not get like the mum or like the husband to answer the fucking phone? You're like, nah, I'm just not even gonna fucking yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna bother. You don't no, even yeah. have to call like like to have an affair back in the day. You had to call like the house, right? And then they they pick up and you listen and you're like, okay, like you you hear the voice, like you hear them pick up and it's like, oh, this isn't the person I'm trying to cheat on. And you hang up, and you move on. And it's like, now they put you in the phone as, like, you know, like, Gina. And you fucking, you send your text, and she's like, oh, no, it's not Rob, it's Gina. And, Mm. you know, meanwhile, she's fucking doing whatever she's doing. (laughs) I saw this amazing... Sending nudes. Sending nudes, I saw this amazing TikTok today where it was, like, a chat between a man and a woman, obviously. And, um... At the top, it said Tinder girl, and it, I can't remember the guy's name. I, I call him Mark or something. He goes, "Mark, am I still under, underneath your phone as Tinder girl?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And she's like, <laughs> "I am, aren't I?" And he's like, "No, of course you're not." And he goes, "She's like, I'm not going to marry you if I'm still underneath your phone under Tinder girl." <laughs> and he's like, "Don't be silly." And she's like, "Send me a screenshot of it right now." So he takes a screenshot and he brings the top down so you can't see it. it says Tinder girl. <laughs> And it's just this whole fucking thing. But obviously they've been together for years. And I don't know why, but that just cracked me off. And that's what you're saying, right? You uh, Different names. You could put it under a man's name. Yeah. 
And I'll tell you this, that's funny because I met my wife on a dating app, Coffee Meets Bagels. So her name in my phone to this day, because I'm superstitious, I won't change it, is her first name, Bagels. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's funny. That is interesting. It's like the best and worst thing to happen to humanity. Like, we mm. were not, like, evolved enough or ready for what the internet was going to do to society. It completely exploded that. Like, like it's great people could get together and they could talk and do all this, but we were not like smart enough to deal with the information that was available to us and all this shit. And like, you just see some of the dumbest motherfuckers all the time. It's like, yo, how many times are you going to share a stupid thing on Facebook that says like, they don't have access to my information and think that works. Like, <laughs> oh, the copy and paste thing. Yeah. Like how oh. dense are you? It's like falling for a fucking, um, like, one of those chain letters in, in you know, yeah. AOL thing. It's like, it's <laughs> Oh, <not>. man. <laughs> I haven't had one of them, and I, I forgot about them. Yeah, like, the ones that say if you don't send it, you're going to get bad luck for, like, ten years or whatever. Yeah, now yeah. it's just a shitty Facebook post that everyone shares. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Do you know who's really bad for that? My mother-in-law. My mother-in-law will share like it could literally say anything and if it says copy and paste at the end it's getting shared isn't it she was the other the other day she was talking about kenya i was like what is she talking about kenya for she lives in fucking hertfordshire do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah like i have family members too it's like i had to mute them because it's like i see your shit and like and you're so fucking stupid i'll type out like a block of like tech mm. and i'll be like I'll even do this on my statuses sometime. I'll type out a giant block of text where I'm going to be like, you motherfuckers are so stupid. You don't understand why shit's happening or why things are the way they are. And like, you don't understand it. You're only looking at things on the base level and not realizing that it's like, because this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And I'll type out a wall of text and I'll just be like, I have to delete it. And I, you know, I delete my text and I like, I had to mute people. Cause I'm just like, I can't look at these stupid motherfuckers anymore. It is hard, man. It is hard. <laughs> like, I, the function is great. Like, yeah, and, like, there's people where it's, like, if you post, like, like, if you post one political thing, even shit I agree with, I'm like, okay. But, like, when you start doing it a lot, I'm like, ugh, I just fucking go away. Mute. I do <laughs> I do always wonder who's muted us on my, oh. like, my Facebook profile. I do wonder who's muted me, especially when I'm continually sharing stuff from, like, the podcast. I'm like, I bet there's some people that I used to go to school with that thought, "Oh, Jamie's a dickhead." I'm gonna, go, <laughs> I'm gonna mute him because I don't even like him anyway. But he's continually showing his shit to me. <laughs> oh yeah, I am, I am so muted on so many pages because I had that phase where I was the annoying political person, and hmm. like I would just post about everything, you know, and like. Right. So saying about being busy, then we got a follow-up email. Okay. Right, so this guy says, I am feeling a serious sense of impending doom the past week or so. I've never felt so old. I am 31 and a happy marriage with two kids. And I've had the rare, and I mean rare, opportunity to go out with mates the last two weeks in a row. But I've turned them down and now I feel like I'm a letdown and guilty for it. 
I just can't be bothered wasting a weekend hungover while dealing with kids. As well, on top of the last time I was out in the city, I felt old as fuck. Am I miserable? Do I suggest a night out on my own terms? Or am I just past it? You guys seem to enjoy yourselves still, but does it take its toll? Are we just missing being 21? And you're really busy, man. Like, we spoke to you before, and, like, you're just on the go all the time. So how do you... Do you still go out and drink? I oh, know you don't drink, but, I mean, do you still go out, like, meals and... So, it's it's weird for me. So, what I've tried to do is to make the projects I'm doing fun, right? So it's like, all right, me, Anthony, and Steve, it's like, we're going to hang out, and we're going to, you know, we're going to do the show, and that's fun for me. That's hanging out. It's like... Like, I don't go out and drink. I've never done that. Like, when, when like, my friends, when I, we were in our 20s and they would want to go to a bar, I'd be like, you know, go do that, knock yourselves out, get drunk till you shit yourself. And I would sit at home <laughs> watching movies or writing or doing something like that. It's like, <clears throat> I'm just not the person that's, like, wired like that. So it's like, I kind of have two modes where I'm like an utter bum and I'm not doing anything but like sitting on a couch watching like every sport you can imagine, every movie, every TV show, and like I legit will fester there forever. And I'm not depressed doing it either. I just fucking like like in an ideal world where I had like a billion dollars, I would just lock myself in a beautiful room like that with like someone <laughs> bringing me because I do that. That'd but, be me. <laughs> yeah. but like. <clears throat> I generally try to stay as productive as I possibly, possibly can. So, like, there, I am constantly working on something, whether it's, like, a personal project or a hired project or whatever, or, you know, it's work for a project that's going to happen. I constantly, constantly try to keep busy. And when you do that, you know, you have to sacrifice some things. So it's like... You know, it's not all bad. Like, sometimes my wife will be like, we need to go out and see, like, my family, friends and stuff. And it's like, do I really want to do that on my day off? You know, and it's like, <laughs> I can't, you know, I got to do this Tom Steve Dave thing. Walt, you know, he needs me for X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, I go there and Walt's like, she let you, like, get off for this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, she did. Because, like, anything <laughs> worse, I get, you know, I get, like, precedence with. So I, it, it annoys my wife a little that, like, you know, I'm always like, I get home from work and it's like, okay, I'm doing this, this, and this. I got to edit this podcast. I got to do this. I got to get this video done. You know, I have a shoot tomorrow. I have to load up my equipment and I have to watch this movie for my show and I have to write notes and like do all this shit. And now last week I started doing stand up comedy again. It's like, okay, that's another thing going in. And I'm just always, always going. But for your listener, what I would say is there's nothing wrong with having different priorities and priorities that change. You know, people grow and they evolve. And it's like, like, I loved nothing more in my life, like, when I was in my teens than playing video games. It was my fucking passion. Like, like I would work. I taught ta- Taekwondo, like, when I was a kid. I was an instructor. I had fought into the Junior Olympics in my teens. Like, I, it was my life. And I would do Taekwondo every day and I would teach classes. I would get 20 bucks a day. And at the end of the week, I would go to Toys R Us and I would buy two video games. And when I wasn't doing, like, Taekwondo, I was playing video games. And that was all I wanted to do. And it's like, now it's like, 
in the past year or so, I've played video games maybe generously a total of like five hours throughout the whole year. It's like your priorities change, man. You get older. Like you said, you have two kids. It's like mm-hmm. you if you don't want to go out and drink anymore, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you have different interests than your friends, and mm. it's cool if they like the same stuff they did. But, you know, if there's some things you like in common, like let's say you guys love a band, it's like it's cool when you get to do that thing that you both like, you know? And if you didn't, you know, you evolve out of things. People grow and they change. And an impending sense of doom is totally justifiable because, you know, with the tensions in the world, a nuke could be dropped off at any moment. We all can be obliterated. (laughs) 100%. So don't even think about that stuff. Just, like, try to have fun, live your life, and, like, the things you do like with your friends, try to plan it. Like, I'm a planner. It's how I'm wired. I'm always planning shit. So it's like, like I don't see my like my group of friends that much anymore. So I try to do big events that you know get everyone together and we could all get in one spot. So like that's a good every Fourth of July for years, for years now. It's over a decade. I and I'm again. I'm sorry, Brits. Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> big day for us. You guys are like fuck. We almost had him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even think about it to be honest yeah no it's just like oh is that that day again oh well oh all the guys are going to be assholes on social media all day <laughs> but so it's like so I try to arrange things so it's like every 4th of July I throw a massive barbecue I spend way too much money on it and I custom make four different types of burger patties that are completely different with like different stuffings inside the meat different toppings i home i make homemade corn dogs i go <clears throat> i'm sorry i go all out and i make it a big event so i can get everyone there the super bowl okay. i try to throw a big super bowl party to get everyone together i the past couple of years i've thrown a christmas party just trying to get everyone together and as i've gotten older i appreciate those things so much more because you know i don't see everyone the way i used to like there was there was a point in my life where i would see my friends every single fucking day we would mm. hang out, play poker till 3, 4 in the morning, drive to Manhattan to go to a Chinese food restaurant at 4 in the morning, come back to Staten Island, sleep, go to work the next day, and repeat, you know? And that that was our life for a long time, and it was fucking a blast, but... Still Jamie's know, life. I'm, I'm 35 <laughs> now, you know? I'm, you know, it's like I'm married. It's like that shit doesn't happen anymore. It's like, but when you can plan for a night like that, where it's like, like me and my me and Anthony, we one of the bands we love. They were playing Porcupine Tree. They were playing at Radio City. So we went. I went, and his family went. And afterwards, we went to the diner we would go to every single fucking night after. And we were there until like two in the morning, and it was great. It was a nice throwback to like what it used to be. Yeah, you yeah. know. And mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> my advice for your listener: make those things special, and if you care about it, make them happen. You know, you got to be a catalyst. And like, if there's something you don't want to do, there's no shame in saying you don't want to do it. But if like, you're like a big day at the movies is like my fucking cup of tea, you know, and you guys all love whatever Batman, whatever bullshit thing you love, or even if it's something you hate, like, Hey guys, like we're all a bunch of homophobes. Wouldn't it be funny if we all checked out bros in the theaters? Like, (laughs) you know, we totally want to blow each other. Like, like, like do things like that you know you gotta be the the spark sometimes yeah definitely. i think because i understand what they're saying because when me, me and jamie just come up to edinburgh 
for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. We were in um, there's a chain over here that's like dirt cheap called Weatherspoons. Okay. And um, they had this amazing bar that was in an old movie theatre. So we were like, oh, we'll go in here. It was something like, what time is it, Jamie? Like half 11 midnight? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And we sat down and I swear to God, it was like us three, this old dude in the table next to us. And then just like 50, 20 year olds. Yeah. And I was just looking around thinking... I'm way too fucking old to be in this fucking place right now. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be fucking... But, um, so I understand what you said. And like you're saying as well, yeah, if there's something you'll like that you can do that isn't revolved around being blasted, then do that. And that's not saying that's your own terms. That's just you guys coming to like an agreement to do something that's not getting wanked. It's It's the thing you like to do. You know, it could be, you know... A baseball game, a soccer game, a football game, American football game, hockey game, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, it could be an MMA fight. It could be any random fucking event. You know, it could be a Ren fair, some stupid bullshit. Whatever mm. it is, that you could find some common ground. You know, it, with sports, they're great for that. If people like sports, hey guys, well, I got cheap tickets. Let's all go to this game. You know. For years, when I had devil season tickets, they suck, so I got rid of the tickets. But <laughs> for years, I would fucking, you know, I would take people, you know, and it was fun to get a group together and, and go. Jamie, you do that a lot, don't you? Like, you hold different parties. Like, you and Charlotte are quite big on getting yeah. people around the house. Since, and... since we bought the house, we um, we host quite a lot. Like, I, I'm really into boxing, so I get a few of the guys around to watch the boxing. Uh, of course, I'm into basketball. Uh, if the basketball thing's normally a late, because over here, it's like fucking two in the morning when the basketball starts. So when we do it, it's normally an overnight thing with a couple of the boys. But um, what I would say, because there's like a few, I've got a few different groups of mates and the certain guys that I know where it will go too far drinking wise. So that's a one, once or twice a year thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like Oktoberfest last weekend, that's all my family, which are big drinkers, big Irish uh, family. That is a once or twice a year thing. Like it doesn't need to be every weekend. Like we're not twenty no more. As I said earlier on, I'm too old to be drinking like that. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah. I think like doing the events thing, as you said. I thought I was good at barbecues, but obviously you're out doing me right now, so I'm gonna have to. Up That's my game. an American thing. That's an American thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Because we just drink. Like if you go to a, a British person's party, it's a swimming pool full of beer, <laughs> and then a barbecue with a couple hot dogs and a few burgers on it, and that's all the food you're gonna get for the whole night. Because <laughs> with Charlotte's thirty, if I did a load of food, and I was so that food proud was of good. that, I was like. Right, that's the most I'm going to do for the next... Like, That's my five-year quota done now. I'm done. <laughs> well, you know, as Americans, there's a couple of things about us. Like, everyone knows we're really fat, we're obnoxious, we're loud, and we love excess. <laughs> and like, I love to embody all those things. I'm fat, I love excess, and, you know, I love being a loud, obnoxious person. So... <laughs> Fourth of July is like awesome. I get to be patriotic. I get to be American. I get to fucking cook like burgers or like burgers and pizza go back and forth on my favorite food. So it's like I get to fucking do this cool thing, you know, and like I get mm. to make it special and have people show up and, 
eat like something that I care about. I actually like take pride in my burgers. So, uh, saying about pizza, right? So in the last episode, me and Jamie are that uh, he knows where I'm going with this. Me and Jamie are a controversy about. So being American, <clears throat> how do you feel about pineapple on a pizza? Nah. <laughs> oh <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Not only am I an American, I'm a I'm a born in New York American, which means yep. I'm the authority. No, yep. pineapple on pizza is a fucking no. Thank Absolutely. you, thank you, thank you, no thank you. Way. I don't care what both of you say. I'll tell you. Um. So speaking of planning things, um, last week <coughs> I put a pizza tour together for a couple of the Tell Em Steve Dave guys. Me, Chuck Staden, who also does TSD video, uh, Jimmy the Hair Guy, and Tom Milashevsky. Uh, he came out and we, um, you know, we got pizza at like six different places around New York and Staten Island. It was fucking awesome. Mate, I'd love that. I'd literally yeah, love that. We, <laughs> I showed them. I was like, this, this is like this place and this is this place. This is what you get here. And, like, I took them on a full fucking pizza tour. It was awesome. <laughs> I my brains out that night. I was on the John for, like, two fucking hours. <laughs> I would do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's always Once my problem. Guys, the next day a is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh, is he going for a piss? Oh, there we go. <sighs> yes. So when you have your rowdy friends over, is your wife like, put the china away. Hide it. <laughs> Uh, no, she Charlotte's pretty chilled about stuff. Like what she worries about more is um, when I've got the family together because my family's pretty crazy, can get pretty crazy. <laughs> so the boys are pretty controlled compared to my family. But um, if if the basketball's on, she gets annoyed in it because we're up we're up so late, and I'm if the Celtics are playing, I'm screaming. Okay. Especially like against Steph Curry last year, they were making me want to cry. Because it's like the they final? fell apart, hey? That was the finals, right? Yeah, the finals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a basketball guy. It's the sport where I keep follow the least. I vaguely like, you know, stay aware of what's happening and what players are good. But you know, I really can't talk about. It. I just, yeah, I, rem- I vaguely remember they were in the finals. Mm. Uh, who's your favorite boxer these days? Tyson Fury. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about Tyson Fury is he is a typical gypsy. Like, he has got so much mouth. Like, he speaks oh, so that, much shite. Hey? Is that racist? Uh, over, Well, I'm Irish, so I could be part gypsy. I don't know. <laughs> right, so, so, what's the, like, so, what's the deal with the gypsies? Like, you know... <laughs> That was a thing to come back to, wasn't yeah. it? Because uh, <laughs> I it, think of gypsy, and I think of like you know, like gypsy curse, like um, drag me to hell and shit like that. Oh, that's yeah, Romanian. Yeah, you're thinking Romanian of Romanian You're gypsies. thinking of the oh, Romanian gypsies. Okay, so what's like a UK gypsy? So the gypsies over here, Irish. Like, the likes of uh, yeah, <laughs> the likes of um, Tyson Fury and that all descend from where Ireland got rid of their gypsies. And they they come oh, over yeah. to England because Ireland is like really strict for gypsies, like they burning down campsites and all that stuff. They weren't they weren't allowing them to be there. Okay. So they all come over here. Travelers. The... Travelers. Oh, I've seen in betweeners. So yeah. yeah. Travelers are the gypsies. Aye. Okay. 
are the pikeys also the gypsies? Yeah. Like in Snatch. Yeah. Pi- okay. Pikeys are is the um, racist word, I would say. Oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the slur, isn't it? Yeah, slur, that. yeah. Oh, we gotta get the... Po- that's, I'm sorry, Brits. Like, we gotta get the Pikeys. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's what they're called. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, why, that's why if... Snatch is so, like, thing about it, isn't it? That's why they keep repeating it, because they're like... They know yeah, I fucking shot. hate Pikeys. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hate Pikeys. Yeah. yeah, as an American, you're like, oh, okay, but apparently they're dropping, like, the English N-bomb, and I didn't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, basically, but they, I remember me and Jamie both worked in the same uh, sort of like supermarket chain over here. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> every Halloween, the parents would take all like the, the the traveler kids out and they would stop out front of the store and they would be like, oh, go on, kids, have a drink. And all the kids would run in, just take up a bottle of juice and just fuck off. <laughs> There's nothing you could do about it. And you wouldn't do anything either because they'll the follow you home. go in the camp. The police will not even go in the camp, so nah, let them do whatever they, they get want. away with whatever they want. And uh, but Tyson Fury is like an elevated ver. He, believe it or not, he's an elevated version of what they are. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's still my favourite. Gentleman's gypsy. Yeah, he's the gentleman's gypsy. Yeah. Right, so. Okay, that'd be a good fight. Right? Yeah, yeah, that would be. Yeah, I'm a right. Floyd Mayweather guy. I got to be honest. I thought you would be. I didn't think you'd be wilder. I thought you would. Floyd Mayweather is good, man. Like, there's no way that you can hide away from, especially the stats. Like, I just, I love that, like, you know, for however long he does it. And, like, you know, now everyone knows he's just going out picking bum fights. And, like, he's like, oh, you want me to go fight a random guy in Japan? Okay, I'll make, like, $300 million and walk away. It's like, we all know he's at that stage of his career and it's fine. But, like... When he was actually fighting real people, it was fucking amazing. Like, no one touched the guy, like, ever for yeah. years. He was, like, super, super technical. And, like, he. to be honest, as a... Because I, I like the heavyweight division more purely because of the punching power. Yeah. But he, like, he could have a boring fight, but the amount of points that he scored, he'd be outscoring by tenfold. Do you know what I mean? They, like, literally tenfold. So... He, when I, I stayed up to watch him fight McGregor, oh. and I remember uh, that night I was blind drunk because it was like three in the morning. <laughs> Were you rooting for Connor? Uh, originally, I thought he might have a chance, but then when I saw the first round, I was like, "He ain't, he ain't gonna fucking do nothing." I won so much money that night. Did you? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won a lot of money that night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you know, he doesn't drink but he gambles <laughs> oh I love gambling that's, that's my vice like yeah that is something where it's like if I get going and I lose I'm ultra competitive so I'll just keep pouring in the fucking money until I you know until I get right which <laughs> when you're in that mentality it doesn't happen <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's like a Scottish mentality they love a fucking key they do yeah right so Sorry. So this guy says, I'm trying to keep all their names out of it, but they know they are. Okay. So he says, I've just started a job in management after a promotion with the same guys I worked with before. They seem to be off with me now, and I don't have the same banter with them as I used to. I'm not enjoying the new role either, and considered asking to step back down. 
am I overthinking this? Has this kind of thing happened? As I know you both have had similar roles. Did it ever come between you? That's for me and Jamie. But well, I think everyone goes through that, right? Well, so I'll tell you, this is actually perfect. Um, when I first met Anthony, we started at an Applebee's together. Do they have Applebee's by you? No, you- but I have been to one. They're amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Oh well. Considered to what we've got over here. Yeah, they're real good. Oh wow! I can't. That should be like their slogan, like Applebee's, amazing to Brits. <laughs> well, it was at Niagara Falls. You know what I mean? It wasn't exactly high class over there. Yeah, but here it's like you know, it's like you know, low grade slop practically. It's like, it's like, it's like oh man, food. <laughs> but I, I love that you're like, oh, it was great. Well, to us, yeah, because I was visiting, when I? I think I had a cowboy burger. It was, I thought it was great. Yeah, look, I, I, I love slop. Like, I love fast food. Like, it, like, if it was up to me, that's all I would eat. But, so when I first started working in Applebee's, Anthony started working there. And we worked in a position, car side to go. Which, you know, people would call up and we would bring them their food out to their car. Like, it was, you know, not a drive-thru, but you place your order in advance, and we're like, get here, 7.15, we drop your food off, and we go, right? Like the girls and used to that, do on the roller skates back in the day. Yeah, exactly. That's And we would do that and run out to the cars. And the good thing about it was you had so much downtime, right? So that's how I met Anthony and a couple of my other friends. It was, we would just be alone in this room bullshitting, like, the two of, the three of us, two of us, whatever, and we're just having fun becoming pals. And eventually, I was the best. And they asked me to be, like, kind of the manager of that group, right? Like, I had to train new people and do stuff like that. And I got responsibilities. So what I did was I never tried to, like, you know, be, like, a dick about things. I kind of just kept things the same as much as I could. But I would have fun with it. So I would call up Anthony at, like, 4 in the morning. And I'd be like... <laughs> I'd be like, Tom wants me to make sure you know the menu. you got to tell me what's in the crispy orange chicken bowl right now. He's like, it's 4 in the morning. I was like, it doesn't matter. you always got to be on your toes. What's in it? And, you know, I would, he would have to tell me the ingredients of this Applebee's dish at 4 in the morning. And, like, I tried to make things funner, but, like, I don't think it ever came between us. But I could see it being a problem for people, you know? Like, mm-hmm. power dynamics shift, but my advice – if it came with a significant pay raise, don't leave. Or yeah. look for a rival company that will match your pay. And then you can still be friends with your boys. And you're still making the money doing the same job somewhere else. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Me and Jamie never had that. I think I'm at the mentality as well that if you're above me, then you're there because you're supposed to be there. And no matter how much if we're bantering and stuff like that, if you ask me to do something, I'll do it. Yeah. You know I mean? But you've got to know that where that is with that person. But I don't see like he's got a promotion and they probably either wanted it and didn't get it. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Or I wouldn't never step down though. Money's money, especially now at this, well, especially if I don't know if he's in the UK, but we're going through a hell of a load of shit right now. Oh yeah. And if you're, you're getting more money, the pounds in the dollar, the pounds in the shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, right. it was, and yeah. then uh, we're not going to go into it because of that. <laughs> the, <laughs> the politics, but it's like it's not doing good. 
Basically, so, Russia has fucked us over, and our, well, they like, say that like our gas and electric bills are like skyrocketing, our petrol mm. is skyrocketing, and it's all because pipelines are getting cut off through but Germany, not just that. Ukraine, etc. We at the minute, uh, our government is done by the Tories, and they have just re-elected someone else because since they've been in power, they've had four different leaders. And we've just got this one, Liz Truss. She's been in for, what, a week and a half. She then tried to make it so all the richest people in the UK didn't have to pay as much tax, which then crippled our economy and our markets. So the Bank of England had to step in because our pound was about to become worthless. And they then had to buy our government out of crippling debt, which then saved everything. And it's just it's just one stupidity moment after another that's just we need a general election and change it. But um you couldn't think like you couldn't write a book. At the minute, Liz Trust is our is the uh Downing uh, not down Yeah, Prime, Downing Prime Street Minister. Prime Minister. And um all of her people she put in her cabinet are either like sexist, racist, like you wouldn't imagine these people being anything in that some or sort of power. Like the there's a woman that deals with, uh, is it work rights? Is that what she deals with? And she's against gay marriage and like, homo. And she's like a proper homophobe. And I just think, how could that be in our government right now? But the <laughs> way the way the Tories got in, we we won't touch on this too long because obviously the listeners hate politics. But yeah, <laughs> the way the the way the Tories got in. To be honest, I I have a curiosity because your politics are just so weird and different Bizarre. to me. Where like, yeah, it's, it's always like, it's the same with me with the Americans. I try to like, keep a little bit up to date, but yeah, it's like it's like the whole prime minister thing is so weird to me. Where it's like you elect a government and then that government picks an individual prime minister, and it's it's so fucking weird. Where it's like you know like. It's like, so you just put a party and it's like, oh, well, we didn't like this person. So now it's like this person. And it's like, if it was American yeah. politics, it's like Donald Trump is president. Oh, he's been in office two weeks. We don't like him. Let's take it out. Now it's Chris Christie who's president and it's two yeah. weeks. And like it just cycles through that. And it's like, that's just so fucking weird to me that like it would change. It is stupid. And like, yeah, as a, like the, what I was going to touch on there was what the... Um... Tories got in on with they come in with a small coalition with the leaders of um, North Ireland Northern Ireland and the leaders of Northern Ireland DUP are strongly against any abortion any women's rights anything like that they're strongly against all of that shit and our government got into bed with them just to that party got into bed with them just to get into government and it's just ended up being a shit show so basically, if I'm understanding it, the way it works is your party needs a certain amount of like seats in like yeah. the government to control power. So yeah. basically, they're like, okay, if we get these seats, if we ally with them, we'll be able to control the government and have the power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how okay. it works. So to, to show you even more as well, so if, if we had a general election right now, to get the Tories out. So if they say they lost it because everyone wants Labour in, right? Because for that, they do for like people's rights and work rights. So if Labour went in right now, 
the Tories Labour, would have three people seats. People want Labour in, but they don't, also don't want Keir Starmer in either, which is the leader of the <laughs> Labour Party. Uh, Tories would basically one. have three seats in our government, and they would basically be non-existent anymore. If that, there was a be... election. Right now, yeah. Okay, but they, they control fucking... the government, so they would never have a general election. They can. Well, we're hoping... What, what, what will happen, it would be called for a referendum, and then we'll have to... They will have to put it. There's ways around it, but I'm hoping that um, the king turns around and cripples the government and starts again. But I doubt he will. <laughs> he ain't gonna do shit. The king's there as a tourist attraction. That's all he is. Yeah. So my like, I gotta be honest. As an American, I have such a revulsion to all royalty and things like that. Like, like the royals. Like to me, it's like, oh, I can't believe they're still fucking, you know, getting your guys' money. Like it makes me sick. But. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he's like Mickey Mouse, practically. You know? Essentially, yeah. 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 They are our Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. go there and they're like, oh, look, oh, he's in the castle. He walks by the window. Hmm. And what, See, annoyed, have... what annoyed me when the Queen died, This gonna, I'm going to sound really right. I'm going to sound, people going to slag me off after this, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> what annoyed me when the Queen I'm, died, I'm yeah? I'm worry with you, but slag the Queen. <laughs> When the Queen died, everyone in England all of a sudden was a fucking royalist, and I was like, "No one's no." I was like, "You've never talked to me about the Queen, mate. So what are you talking about?" He was like, "She was such a great person." I'm just like, "Fuck off." Nothing. She had nothing to do with your life. You had nothing to do with her life. <coughs> That's See, it. That. <coughs> See, I would class myself as a royalist because <coughs> I respect him, but I respect her in a way that when she first went in. She helped us through, like, the World War. She got us through, like, all the Margaret Thatcher and stuff like that. So she was physically doing things. She was and there. You, she was supporting people. You expressed people. that before she died, Dan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But then now that <laughs> Charles is coming in, he has just wanted the crown because they've told him he's getting the crown. He hasn't mm. done anything. He hasn't got us through nothing. He's literally just been there as a name, as a Prince Charles. He's had scandals and things like that. The Queen was like straight and narrow the whole, the whole time. You know what I mean? I give her respect for that. Yeah, she was respectable. But has no one seen yeah. Game of Thrones? Like this is it's basically that, but with no power. <laughs> That's all it is, isn't it? Like I got, I'm Team Meghan Markle. You know, I, she's an American. I'm, I'm hoping. That oh that no! It's some scenario where where she gets control, and it's like, yeah, American. No. <laughs> no, I fucking no way, no I, way. I would. I know that side of the country. I know you guys hate her fucking guts, and I gotta yeah. be honest, I don't give a shit at all. But again, <laughs> I have falls a little. I'm sorry. I would get in the in the sea and I would swim to another country if she fucking took over. There's no way in hell I'd. There would have here. to be like over twenty people that died or something before before mm-hmm. he'd come into power anyway. Yeah, yeah Harry's like nineteenth in line or something. There's an American conspiracy that is basically Meghan Markle is going to run for president of America and, and become president, and then her husband would be, you know, um, whatever his title is for you guys, and it would kind of be like, you know, England is uh, controlling us behind the scenes. Yeah, that's Fuck that's yeah. like that's like an american conspiracy but that's I don't fucking think insane isn't it? to think yeah that... i never even heard of that that'd be it, crazy I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen but I, it is like a funny like uh thing you know 
Yeah, definitely. Ah, definitely. Not a chance. But I um Yeah, I would agree, like, never step down from a promotion or like oh, you shit, said, I find another we company. <laughs> yeah, we've gone on the tangent. But um yeah, like you said, like if you if it is causing a problem, find another place with the same position and you can Don't have the same sort of up. thing. Liz Trust, don't step down from Prime Minister. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go to like Ireland or Sweden or wherever, and you gotta just try to be Prime Minister there. Don't make me. <laughs> no one would fucking have her. But yeah, is no, she, it's. Is she is she attractive? Is she like a Sarah Palin? No. Uh, she she bad. looks like a, a pigeon with a grey wig on. It's like a fish out of water, like just gasping for air. Seriously, watch one of her her interviews, her latest one. It's like a it's like watching a car crash, like a horrific car crash that you can't stop. Yeah. Did you see the new Italian prime minister? She's kind of a little cutie. Oh, I haven't. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have to have a look. She's slightly fascist, but you know, I'm not judging her based on that. I'm not Italian. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Not <laughs> they've got anything going on. Uh, Jim, what do you think about it? Do you, do you agree with... Would you step down? If me and you were working together and I got funny about you being above me, would you step down? No. Me... me yeah, like, right, when... when uh, <laughs> I went for the position above you at the time, when we were working together, there was like... We were all a group of friends and I think there was about five of us in that group of friends that went for it. And I didn't feel anyone giving me any negativity once I got it at all. But if they did, I was such an asshole anyway, I probably wouldn't have noticed. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, like, I've always seen it as a way that, like, especially with, with my relationship with you, Dan, like, we, I can get away with saying a lot more to you than I would to other people. But I do think all them years I did in management... I don't think um, anyone... Other than when... It, the only time I found management difficult is when I went to a fresh team of people that were brand new to me and they didn't respect me because I was younger than them because I was only 22 and I was a manager of people that were like twice my age. But other than that, I've never really had any issues. So I think the best thing to do is if you really feel in like they are being off of you, I think... Speak to them. Speak to them as a mate. Don't speak to them as their leader, innit? And then tell them, if you're not my friend, you're fucking getting fired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you be shoveling shit. Yeah, you, know, you like, the economy's bad. You like fucking eating? You're gonna be yeah. my friend, right? <laughs> Have you seen how much the electric is costing this fucking month? Yeah. Do you want a job or not? <laughs> but no, uh, Dan, you know for a fact, me, me and Dan had a friend... Me and Dan had a friend, and he was a good friend, but he would piss me off. Like I would come in, he'd be on the opposite shift to me, he was in the same job role as me, but if he ain't done enough the day on that day, the personality I've got is I would tell him I just I wouldn't let it like eat away at me. I'd come in, I'd be like, why haven't you done? Why haven't you fucking done this? Why haven't you fucking done that? Etc. Etc. I'd be nagging and nagging and nagging. And we're still friends to this day purely because I was honest with him. So I think that's what you got to mm-hmm. be, isn't it? Honesty is the best policy. And honestly, if any of your friends are going to drop you, they weren't even worth having as friends. 
Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Right, so I've left this email for last because it's going to take me a mouthful to read it all out. <laughs> but but I feel like all of it is necessary for the uh, for what's going on. And I've got to try and not... He's used names, but he doesn't want them to be said out loud. So I'm going to have to maybe beep That's them out. Helpful. Yeah. So he says, I'm a 30-something bloke living with my mum. She's no bother and we get along great. But she had a charity day at the house where she invited some of her work friends over and they all did an afternoon tea style event. I went out with a mate and ended up coming back early as he is a pussy and has a girl that controls him. (laughs) Sorry for another time. (laughs) So I come back. One of her work friends is around my age, maybe six or seven years older. We got chatting and exchanged numbers. She pulled a sickie and ended up coming over to the house. One thing led to another, and bing, bang, bosh, we were in the bed. He's got a bit English after that. (laughs) Both having a great time, and we were possibly slightly hammered at this point too. We went as many rounds as Mike Tyson in his prime. She was as wild as a turkey on heat. (laughs) Mike Tyson only ever really went one round. Yeah, he did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you're saying cumulatively. (laughs) (laughs) We won't hold that against him. (laughs) But going through all this, I had noticed my mum had been home for around an hour and had enough of the loud sex. So she knocked on the door and told us to keep it down. This then struck fear into the woman I was with and she started panicking and asked me to go speak to my mum and then she would come out in a minute. So I reluctantly got up and spoke to my cock block of my mother. And then the girl <laughs> followed me five minutes after. My mum proceeded to throw a cup of tea at the woman. And chase her around the living room screaming. Jesus. So after she left. Along with all the drama. My mum explained to me that she was trouble. And she had warned the woman away from me. More than on one occasion. I do have this tendency for going for the crazy ones. As they seem to be good in bed. The crazier the head is always better in bed. (laughs) Sorry, that's a great saying. (laughs) So he says, should I listen to my mum and avoid all the trouble or do I follow my dick and uh, keep seeing her? Okay. Definitely (laughs) follow your dick. Number one. Absolutely. But, like, you also need to look at your life, right? You're 30 years old, you're living with your mum, and, like, it's it's probably time to get your own place where you could fuck whoever you want, wherever you want. And that's kind of why you're in this situation. You're in your 30s. You may have to make some sacrifices as far as what you're doing, where you're going, where you're mm. living. But, like, ultimately the freedom that you're going to get from that, you're going to find a more fulfilling life. Like, I lived with my mother until I was, I think, about, let's say, 27? 27 28 so i moved out pretty late too and honestly it was one of the best things that ever happened to me it forced me to have to be responsible with my money to tighten my shit up you know to like be like okay i don't want to be a waiter forever like you know i have to take steps to you know do things and like i think it just forces responsibility on you and it Mm -hmm. makes you a better person so like 
yeah, follow your dick, dude, because it's leading you the right way. And like, you're 30 years old. It's time to, you know, step out on your own and make some sacrifices and do what you got to do to get a place and fuck whoever you want without mom's approval. And then you Mm -hmm. bring her like to, well, you guys don't have Thanksgiving. You bring her to Christmas and you're like, (laughs) here she is mom. And guess what? She's fucking pregnant. <laughs> That's Mother's Day. That's a yeah. Mother's Day gift. Yeah, bring her, bring her around Mother's Day. Let her know in it. I agree. Cra- I agree with the craziness as well. Like crazy girls are the best in bed. Mm-hmm. Like I've met some. I've very rarely met a normal one because I'm a crazy magnet. But it's like just it's like laying with like a slab of ham. Like they just lay there. They don't move around, and you got to sort of position them like a fucking puppet. It's the worst sex I've ever had. So keep up with that one. Keep up with it. And yeah, like I said, but like over here, right? It's because uh, of everything so difficult. They say that the average time of like moving out is like yeah, like your late thirties and stuff like that. But I mean, renting is still an option. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he like buying a house is like a reasonable expectation. But you know, even a one bedroom or a studio. You're going to mm-hmm. find more freedom from that than, you know, because right now, what do you have? You have a bedroom, you have a living room. Like, what do you do if your mom's in there, like, watching TV or something? You know, she's watching Real Housewives or whatever bullshit. And it's like, oh, my mom's in the living room. I'll go to my bedroom. It's like, you're living that lifestyle now anyway, except you're not paying it. Like, like you can, you know get a job, swing, swing a studio even, you know? You don't need something lavish, but you need your own place. Yeah, definitely, yeah. 100%. I think, like, if I, like, I've been, mo- I've been moved out for years now, probably, I moved out quite young, I moved probably out about 21, maybe. Um, there's no way, when I, when I've spent, like, a weekend with my parents, like, when we've gone away together and stuff like that, there's no way, like, I love them to bits, there's no fucking way I could live with him again. Like, literally. <laughs> I like I need my own space. And sometimes when people talk around me too much and stuff like that, I just start getting pissed off that they're there. And it's just like, right, I just need my own, like, something to go back to. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think it's more of a you haven't moved out problem than it is them two working together problem. Yeah. How does your mum know that she's problem? You know what I mean? That's your mom being like, your mom is judging her as a worker and not a person. You know? Mm-hmm. Because your mom is a manager or whatever she is, and she views that person through whatever lens that is. But the thing you have to realize about people is that most people don't give a fuck about their job. They don't want to do it. They're doing it because they have to do it because they have bills to pay or whatever. So it's Mm. like she's judging her based on something she doesn't even really want to do in all likelihood. So it's like, yeah, she probably is a shitty employee. Most people are because they don't want to fucking do this shit. That's why they're getting paid for it. You know, like I'll hear someone say like, you know, like, teaching is my passion and it's my profession and i'm like bullshit it's not you know how i know it's not because you're fucking getting paid for it it's mm. like i've yet to meet a teacher that's like you know what i love it so much i'm gonna do it for free and to fund my teaching i'm gonna work at the grocery store 
so I could yeah. teach children for eight hours a day, being only able to maybe squeeze in two bathroom breaks a day. It's like, no, it's bullshit. You're there for fucking money because it's a paycheck. Most people, that's why they're doing their jobs. You know? Yeah. It's like the film shit. I do a lot of it for free because I fucking like to do it. I get a joy from it. You know? Yeah. It's like I would yeah. do it paid. I would do it free. It doesn't matter to me. Like that's something you're doing for passion. Most people are working their jobs for bullshit reasons, you know, because you fucking have to live. But you you can't judge people based on their work output for shit they don't want to do. No, exactly. Yeah. A lot oh, of people, yeah, yeah. a lot of people work to live, and they don't live to work. Do you know what I mean? So, if I if I was to be doing anything I wanted to do, I'd be doing this properly. Like I'd be in my own studio doing this as a thing, and that would be my passion that I wanted to do. So people would be better to judge me off my fucking podcast than they were to see me on a Monday morning after a weekend session, where I've, where I'm not ready to even speak to someone till. I go in at six in the morning, up until nine. I'm not ready to talk to you because I'm I'm not re- willing to be at work. Really, do you know what I mean? I'm only yeah. there to pay the mortgage. <laughs> exactly, I I agree totally. It's like, look, I'll do what I gotta do to to do my job. Mm. Like you know, and if you need me to do some extra shit, I'll do it here and there. But it's like my the things I like to do. That's what I'm putting my all into. That's where I'm dedicating my time. You know, yeah, 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 hundred percent. And it's like, don't don't judge me based on the way I do like my other shit. Like when I'm a waiter or a bartender or whatever. When I did that shit back in the past, it's like, yeah, I did what I had to do to get a paycheck. That's not who I fucking was, you know. No, mm-hmm. no. So it's like your mother yeah, is sure. probably judging her based on being a shitty employee. Yeah, to so just like most of the things in this episode, follow your dick. <laughs> if you follow your dick, you're almost always going to turn out okay unless you're a pedophile and you know <laughs> you follow your dick into like a bridge yeah if you if you're if you've got any jeffrey dharma-esque uh <laughs> thoughts then don't follow your dick but any other things yeah. you should be all right mate yeah <laughs> you have normal urges, you're probably fine. Just make sure it's consensual. Don't be like, my dick's telling me to do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, you did hear that from us. <laughs> Can you imagine getting cancelled for that? Yes, me too. <laughs> At least we'd make the news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your plays would go up. <laughs> Amazing. <coughs> right. That's all the emails we've got. But um, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. It's been a really good episode, and hopefully, hopefully you'll come back. Oh, I'd love to come back. (laughs) You're my English right now. Yeah, no, no, for sure, man. Yeah, like you're welcome back anytime. All right. um, We'll definitely get something more in the books. Maybe when I come back from Canada, we can. We can look to do something. I've been to Canada a bunch of times. Where are you going? Um, I'm going to Toronto. Oh, Toronto's nice. It's like New York City, but clean. <laughs> you say that, though. In the summer, it stinks. Like, they put all their rubbish on the side of the road, and they fucking smell, man. So I have oh, never really... been there in the summer. No, wait. What? I think I was there one time in the summer, maybe. or No, it was the fall. I was there in the fall. But Toronto is like New York City. If you took out all the rude assholes 
and you replaced them with friendly, nice Canadians, and you got rid of all the graffiti, the homeless, like, taking shits in the street, the rats and the roaches, and that's <laughs> Toronto. Toronto is a beautiful city. Oh, see, I'm flying to, um, so normally I would go to, like, London and then fly over to Toronto, mm-hmm. but it worked out ridiculously expensive, so I'm flying to Newark. Hey, um, New Jersey! Yeah, I've never been there before. Is that a big airport? Is that like a main? Newark is is a pretty main airport. That's like where I fly out of usually. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm there, and then I've then it's something like it's only like an hour and a half, two hour flight to Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. I I drive the I when I go to Canada, I usually drive. It's like six eight hour drive. Oh man, I thought it was more than that. That's like me driving to Jamie. Yeah. Yeah basically like from tip to tip like we were because we did operation mincemeat on my podcast the other day and we were like how long would it take to drive from the tip of like northern england all the way to like the south and it's like a six to eight hour drive basically you know depending on traffic and Mm -hmm. for us that's here to like montreal basically see that's That's mad isn't it i always and that that would be like a normal road trip for you guys isn't it where i'd be like fuck that (laughs) I'm get I'm get I'm getting a plane. <laughs> like, I know I know friends who have taken that trip spontaneously. Oh mate, there's no like, way. I drive, I drive to Florida pretty regularly. I drive like two or three times a year to Florida. Uh, how long? How far then? away is that? That is a twenty-hour drive, and we do it straight through. Well, it's sixteen hours, but then you know you have to add in gas and you know going to the bathroom. yeah yeah doing all that it stuff. It takes like, twenty hours, and we do it straight through. That's we dro- I mean, I uh, we did a road it? trip where well, it went it went to <clears> shit. <throat> the road trip went to shit. But we um so Dan flew down from Scotland back down to London where I am, or Luton, and then um me and another friend and Dan then drove up because Dan wanted to get involved in the road trip to see what it'd be like and should have been a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> been, we yeah. broke we broke down on the way. I think we left at four in the morning. Broke down about yeah, seven, four. and yeah, and then it was like a two. We were only two hours away, and it we yeah. it took us to one o'clock in the afternoon to get back, and then to Luton. I then had to drive my <laughs> wife's car all the way back up to fucking Scotland, and it, we got there at like two in the morning. And, oh, mate! Mm. After that. I will never ever drive to, unless Dan is dead on the fucking sidewalk. <laughs> I will not drive to Scotland ever again. It's never, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's like like the difference in the culture is like for you know we have such a driving culture. Mm. That it's like like I'm I would love to drive across the whole country one day. You know, which takes like mm. like about a week roughly. If you're not like, I would like to do it in two weeks where I can make stops and stuff. But yeah. you guys are six, eight hours. It's like put a fucking bullet in my head. Yeah, yeah. You're like, nah, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, I can do it. What is it like seven hours? I can do it if I'm like one stop. <laughs> but fuck that. It's so boring, man. It's like, yeah, you get on like one one road and it's just one road for like five and a half hours. If I was to fly out to America, I would like to go from one coast to the other. That would be that would what's be a good the, thing to um, do. What's the main one? Route sixty six. Is that what everyone always goes on? So Route sixty six is basically defunct now. That was like the original route, I think, before like they put in highways and stuff. 
and now there's like um, a different highway system. Like, like so for me to get from uh, basically I ninety five runs all the way up the east coast of America, so I could get from New York or New Jersey all the way to Florida just on I ninety five. And then there's one that goes across, and I always forget what that one is. But Route 66 used to be the route, but that was more like windy and stuff. Yeah. And now, yeah. and now you know, you take the highway, and it's. Whoosh. You always yeah. see documentaries of like the Route 66 places like falling apart because there's no one fucking driving down it no more. <laughs> like, did, you, did you ever see the first Cars movie? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's literally like what happened in America, where it's like you know you had all these towns that existed because of Route sixty six, and then once you take that away, they have no reason to exist, and they you know they decay. Mm. Sucks, man. Makes sense. All that history. <laughs> it's cool though. I I like things like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. There was um, there's an English comedian. I can never remember his name. David Gorman. Okay. And he did a um so he does loads of different sort of like TV specials. Mm-hmm. But one of them was he went to America and he tried to go from one side to the other by only using family-owned businesses. So only like family petrol stations, restaurants. Oh. Good luck. And things like that. Like a mum and Oh mom. yeah, he got he got something like 3 quarters of the way there and then he just couldn't I don't know if he finished it or not, I can't remember, because it's quite an old special, but, yeah, it's quite... It, normally, his stuff's really funny, but that was really depressing. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, he just couldn't find... I would love to see that, because, like, I could see at a certain point, you're like, okay, I'm doing all right, and then you get to the middle of the country, and you're like, okay, and then as you get closer to California, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to make it. I'm in the desert. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, like, the beginning is like, oh, he's meeting all these families and, like, hugging all these, like, old women that run calves and yeah and then he's like been a vegetarian for something like 30 years and he's so depressed that he's not going to get it done that he has a hamburger and he spends like 10 minutes of the film just throwing up because he hasn't had meat in so long (laughs) (laughs) i'll see if i can find it and i'll get jamie to uh to send you a link yeah yeah Yeah. like when you're in the midwest and like it's a small town vegetarian options are going to be harder to come by yeah oh yeah yeah well, 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 even like now, like even like vegans and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, you know. Well, when you're not eating real food, what do you expect? <laughs> well, I suppose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna go into that. <laughs> but right, I've got um, I got work tomorrow, <clears throat> so I've got to. Oh yeah, cut like... you off there, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Could I do almost eleven o'clock? Up? Yeah, yeah. Go for it, man. Yeah, say okay. what you need. Um. So, I like I mentioned on the show a couple times, I do a bunch of video work for Tell Em Steve Dave on their Patreon. Uh, it just came out this past Tuesday, by the time you're hearing it, a license to pod. It's our show about the James Bond movies. I actually host it. Uh, we, we go through all the Bond movies. We did Moonraker this past one. Uh, real quick, before I go, do you guys have a favorite Bond, or do you like Bond? Uh, uh, I'm a Sean Connery fan. That's correct. <laughs> I'd probably say the same actually. I'd probably no, you were same. gonna say Daniel Craig, weren't you? No, I don't Is like it... Daniel Craig at all. Nah, at me all. neither. I think it's fucking terrible. He was he was my number two. He still is my number two, but the last movie, the way it ended, really fucking hurt like his mm. stand. Yeah. Like, I didn't even bother seeing it. 
Uh, you, you How's that? But um, <laughs> definitely to check out the Tell em Steve Dave Patreon. Uh, License to Pod is on there. Highly recommend it. Also, please check out my podcast, Reviewing History. It's a bunch of dick and fart comedy, shit like this, <laughs> where we talk about history and we talk about movies and we just have a bunch of fun on there. We're adding a video component in January. Every episode's going to go full video. And if you're listening to this on my podcast, because we're taking the show and we're going to double feed it, so hopefully we get some cross listeners. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us. And if you listen to my show, check out Two Men No Hope. And, you know, check out <laughs> Daniel and Jamie. And I'll be back at some point. And thank Definitely. you guys for having me. It's a blast. Appreciate oh no, it, it's been great. And yeah. like we said, we love listening to your podcast as well, so we agree. Go check you guys out and yeah, I mean hopefully we do some more collaborations. It'd be good, man. We keep this up. Thank you. Oh and Brian, again. Brian, make sure you Yo. say hello to Walt and Brife to me for me, thank you. I will definitely <laughs> say hello to them. I'd appreciate that. I have no idea. You made a comment about uh Walt and the lot when we were doing the Zoom thing and I said after Jamie, I was like, Who is he talking about? <laughs> I didn't know which one of you was the Tell em Steve Dave fan. So... Ah, it's me, it's me. It's definitely me. Yeah. 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 My brother loves um Impractical Jokers. I've only ever caught a couple of them. But yeah, Jamie sent a message when he got the thing from you and he was like, Dan, 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 Dan. Literally, uh I've been listening since episode one, isn't it? It's it's uh when you said that he was involved with Tell Him Steve there, I thought someone's having me on. <laughs> are, are you on the Patreon? I'm not on the Patreon, no. I was, but I stopped doing it because uh, I, I st- bought my house and stuff like that. But it yeah. will be coming back. Yeah, definitely. Because you do what a lot of people do where they just sign up for Christmas and they pay like the fee and then you download everything for the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it out. That's the problem. You know? Yeah. We need people like you to stick around so we keep doing shit. Like, I get it. I would do the same thing. It's smart. <laughs> That's crazy. But everyone, check out Brian and his podcast. And, um, you know, if you enjoyed it, let us know. And we'll catch you next time, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, so, what we learned from that episode is that. Uh... No, it's not only just me and Dan that like talking about dicks. Dicks come up all the time. <laughs> but no, I think um, I think the episode went really well. I think we had the Brian was a good guest, for, especially to stay with our type of humor as well. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, or if you did enjoy it, let us know at two men no hope at gmail dot com. And of course, if you want to give us some content. If you want uh, some advice, if, or even if you just want to give us like a content idea, send it in to two men no hope at gmail.com and I'll pass it over to you, Dan. Yeah, and uh, send your thanks to Jamie for getting that guest. Like he said, I think we all got on really well, and I think it was a good laugh. So hopefully, we'll have him back. And um, this week on uh, No Hope Has Got Talent, sorry, it's been a long laughing and chatting my brain starting to fizzle out we um we've got so before we had um, a band called bluebird um i think that was like a couple weeks ago and we were waiting for their new single and they finally sent it to us 
So we told them we would play it, and we're quite happy to do so. So they've sent it. It's called Crystals, and they've sent us a small uh, bio about the song. And it says, Crystals is a gentle slice of modern folk that tells a fragile soul navigating a chaotic world. Finding strength and solace through her belief in the power of crystals. Like all of us in these unsettling times, she needs to be held, but also to hold on to something to believe in. A delicate lyric is reflected through the acoustic lead settling that comprises Chris Rowley on guitar and on vocals and Gareth Pask on keyboard. And then it says where it's recorded. And they've just been supporting the Christians. And they've been on festivals and touring. Um, all the way through the UK. So we're very lucky to get their new song. And um, we hope you like it. It's nice and relaxing. After all that dick talk. And uh, <laughs> and all that laughing. It's good to to end on something that was a bit chilled out. So this is Crystals by Bluebird. Run through the rough end of town Where you feed and touch the ground that's the place that she is found when she needs crystals What costume shall the poor girl wear? What colour shall she paint her hair? Got to look right when she's there for the crystals And when the world just isn't right When she's too scared to think She'll hold on to them oh so tight Till it's alright Ask her where her money's gone She'll tell you she ain't got none Ask her what she spent it on Lots of crystals Lots of crystals Trust your intuition What's best for you Let it bathe in moonlight Let it filter through Hey, don't trust geology That's too much science for me It's all spirituality When you choose crystals So up she goes back on the train To the same old place again Only thing that keeps her sane Are the crystals And when the world just isn't right When we're too scared to think I'll hold on to you all so tight Till it's alright 